Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I am the Bull, and this is See the Bull Ski, the podcast where I talk about leadership, followership, resiliency, and wellness. Last week, I did another Q&A session, so if you want to know more about me, the Bull, please go check that one out. I just finished a college class today. Very, very happy with myself. Uh, man, it was a beast. The last eight weeks, they have been unbelievably stressful because since like week one, I have felt completely out of my depth and I legit struggled every single week, but it is finally over. And as I was thinking about you know my mental war with this class, it, it caused me to think about how I deal with stress and how I dealt with stress over the last two months. And it made me think about my thoughts and behaviors about remaining resilient. So this week, I wanna go back to the meat of what I love talking about. And I thought it might be a good idea to talk about resiliency or more specifically, the components of resiliency. So depending on who you ask, there are four to five resiliency pillars. And throughout my time, you know, I've been taught four, but I can see how there actually are five, although two of them you could kind of mix together. And But the five, if you separated them, are mental, physical, emotional, social, and spiritual. And I've always liked how pillars is the term used to describe resiliency, because resiliency really is what holds everything else up around us or within us, you know, especially when things are tough. When things are easy, there doesn't need to be, there doesn't seem to be a need for resilience, you know, but the realities of life mean that there are always going to be the potential for that storm on the horizon and having that good foundation is pivotal to your home withstanding wind and rain and that's what resiliency is to me. It's a foundation, but just, just because you have a foundation doesn't mean you're done. It is a crucial starting point for making your home safe, but there's more that goes into it and you have to build it up. And using this analogy of, you know, resiliency being the foundation of a home and the pillars, I wanna go ahead and go ahead and add that no foundation is indestructible. And sure, things like earthquakes and hurricanes can certainly cause damage to your home, but that's where support from others can come in and help the rebuilding. But I wanna save that for the social and spiritual side when I talk about those. Normally, you know, previously in a lot of my recordings, I would hit all of the different components of resiliency in one shot, but I've decided that I kind of want to break them up and give them each their due time. So my apologies for those of you who are listening or who have heard me talk about resiliency or more specifically these topics. Um, one of these, uh, the one I'm going to do today is one I just talked about this last week, but you know, maybe this will be a nice refresher for you, or maybe I can add something that you haven't heard me say before. Or for those of you that have never heard anything, hopefully you learned something you didn't know that can end up helping you. So today I want to go over mental resilience. Let's get into it. Resilience itself is how you deal with and recover from challenging life circumstances or events. And I've mentioned this before, but resilience is a skill. And just like any other skill, it has to be learned and developed in order to not only become more familiar with it, but you can also become more competent with it. Also, like any skill, the more you use it, the more you can develop a type of, you know, quote unquote, muscle memory. And that initially, you have to purposely and effortfully engage in the activity or the skill. But through practice and application, you end up developing a new way of thinking, behaving, reacting, and responding. So don't get discouraged if you're struggling at the start in developing these resilient skills. They can take time. They also take uh, reinforcement through routine usage. Now, mental resilience to me really boils down to perspective. It includes the manner in which you respond cognitively to events in your life. Uh, epic 
Epictetus, sorry, I probably butchered that. Uh, he was an old Greek philosopher who said, men are not disturbed by things, but by the view in which they take of them. It's a good quote, right? And I find it to be true. When things happen, they are often not good or bad. They are just events. If you get promoted, that's good for you, right? But getting promoted means that somebody else probably didn't get promoted, which is bad for them. It's all about perspective, right? And what really matters because we as people can always change our perspectives. No matter how difficult it may be, it can be done. If you've ever gotten all fired up and realized it and you, know, you knew you needed to walk away and calm down, then you know what I'm talking about. And we've all probably had those moments. Somewhere in your mind, you knew you were reacting in a negative way or were about to react in a negative way. And instead, what you needed to do was respond in a positive way or you know, solution-focused way. So you did what you needed to do and you got away from the stressor to get a better composure of yourself, kind of regain yourself, and then respond in a better way that helped get a better solution or more effective. Why do we do this though? Why do we overreact? Like, why do we get all fired up? Well, even when something bad happens, it sometimes does feel good to embrace that surge of aggression and lash out. Like when we get stressed up, uh, there's a thing called the HPA axis, your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. I've mentioned it before. That's mainly your body's fight or flight response and the physical manifestations of your reactions to stress. We've all gone through it. And let's be real. When we get that feeling and we get all amped up and fired up, it makes us feel powerful and it can become addicting. But that doesn't mean that you're going to handle things the best way. You know, remember, stress is just your body's way of dealing with demands placed upon it. But a lot of times it can be directed or redirected in a more effortful way. So for me, I like to tell people, try to analyze when you're reacting and try to work on engaging on responding, you know, effortfully rather than just reacting and just lashing out. Uh, to me, that's a big part of what me mental resilience is. It's that ability to engage effortfully. When you're looking at the human brain, and I like talking about this stuff and I'm not, you know, the biggest scientist in it. So if somebody professional, more professional than me is listening, please be gentle. Uh, there's three basic layers of the brain. You have the brain stem, you have your limbic system, and you have your neocortex. Your brain stem is largely, it, its whole purpose is to just keep you alive. Your limbic system or what they call your mammalian brain, that deals a lot with memories and emotions. And then your neocortex, if I told you to picture the brain, what would come to your mind is the neocortex. It's that outer layer. Well, the thing is about it is your limbic system is an older part of the brain, so it has a stronger inherent pull. And so you're more likely to respond emotionally than thoughtfully because just that's just how our brains are wired. Now, that doesn't mean that you are at the whims and woes of your limbic system and your emotional side. You certainly can be if you allow it, but you can learn to engage your neocortex and actually engage your logical thinking and your higher brain processing when things are going on in your life and pull attention away from your limbic system. And really that's a key part of critical thinking and effective problem solving. So don't get beat up and don't beat yourself up if, if you know that you get emotionally riled up or if you know your mind runs away with you, it happens to everybody. But you can learn how to more effortfully engage in again that responsive side. It's important to know a little bit about the, you know, the brain, the neocortex and the limbic system, because it really is a center point of mental and emotional resilience. But today it's just about the mental side, which is just about the logical and purposeful engagement of your higher brain functions to help you increase your ability to problem solve and move on rather than get stuck in ineffective reactivity that is largely driven by your limbic side. I think perspective really is important. 
You know, and I don't mean perspective in that you should disregard your concerns or minimize them because somebody else has it worse. Well, no, no kidding, you know, but that doesn't disregard what you're going through. I'm not saying that at all. Please don't disregard yourself. What I mean is we react to stressors in order to survive them, but just reacting often seems to cause more damage than good while also does little to prevent future hardships with that particular stressor. And all you get in return is often a little bit of a temporary high from being all amped up and being in that emotional state that stressors can lead us to engaging in while at the same time, you're not controlling your responses and just reacting means you often have to apologize for your behaviors because you let your frustrations get the better of you. Not trying to beat up on you, we all do it. It's, it's very human of us, it happens to all of us, but there are ways that we can limit those emotional reactions and that reactivity and instead learn how to respond. The first tip that I have for you is make sure that you have a good support network. Uh, family, friends, coworkers, supervisors, mentors, Find people that can help balance you out. I've mentioned this before. Every work environment that I'm in, I have somebody that you know I trust that if they're telling me I need to like rein it in or if they come to me and go, hey, you're kind of amped up, I'll dial back because I trust them. We have a good working relationship. We respect each other. So make sure you have that support. There's also times when stressors are gonna you know, punch you in the jaw and you're not gonna know what to do. You have no previous experience with it. You're not sure what to do. You don't know what to do. Everything seems like the wrong answer. And sometimes having people around you that can support you, maybe they've been through something similar and they can help you know, sharing what they went through and help you get through your own struggles. We've all survived our struggles. If you're sitting here listening, you've gotten through struggles in your life and you likely didn't always do it alone. Sometimes you did and that's wonderful, but sometimes you need help and that's okay too. Nobody goes through life without support from somebody. And anybody that says they did and they never needed help from nobody, they're either unwilling to acknowledge that other people had to help them or wanted or needed to help them uh, because you know it beats up on their own self-esteem, which is understandable, or they might be just too narcissistic to realize that no one gets through life on their own. And that's not me trying to beat up on anybody, but the reality is none of us get through it alone. So make sure that you've got a good support network of people that you can trust. The second tip is make sure you find out what your why is. Resiliency talks a lot about values and what are your goals and what are your core strengths. What is your why? What do you want to achieve in your life? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? What is your why? Why do you wake up? Why are you listening to this podcast right now? You could be doing a billion other things, but you're choosing to listen to this. Why? Hopefully because it adds some value to you or helps put you in a good mindset going into the work or just because you want to be supportive to some crazy guy doing a podcast, whatever it is. What is your why? What matters to you? What drives you? What are the things you truly care about? And always remember those whys and keep those as your core foundation. And I've said this before, no one can tell you you're wrong for having the whys that you have. It's your life. Make the most of it, but stay true to yourself and never lose sight of your why. Anybody tells you that your why is wrong is probably not somebody that you need to be taking advice from. Number three, Reflect on your experiences. We've all had good experiences in our life and we all have bad experiences in our life. Either way, reflect on those. When things go well, why did they go well? Why do they matter to you? Why do you care? Why does it make you feel good? And also, if things went sideways, if things went bad, okay, why? What can you do to prevent it from happening again? 
Who can help you? Can you do it on your own? Do you need to make some changes in your life? Are you working where you should be working? Are you pursuing your dreams or the dreams of other people? Like, where, where, what are you doing with your life? And reflection is a big piece. And the hard part about reflection is, it often means we have to be really brutally honest with ourselves. You can lie to everyone else if you want, but you're never gonna be able to truly lie to yourself because your brain knows you, the different parts of your brain, like something's gonna be eaten at you. So don't be afraid to reflect on your experiences. At the same time, reflection taken too far is self-defeating. Don't beat yourself into the ground by reflecting. You're gonna make mistakes. I guarantee you've made a mistake in the last 24 hours. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means you made a mistake. What matters is do you recognize the mistake that you made and what steps are you taking to make up for that mistake, particularly if it hurts somebody else, and what are you doing to prevent that mistake from ever occurring again? Number four, remain goal-oriented and future-focused. Hakuna Matata, bad things have happened in your life. It's gonna happen. And I'm sorry to tell you this, it's gonna happen again. Remain goal-oriented and stay focused on the future. Just keep your eye on the prize. You cannot change things that happened in the past. You may want to take back mistakes you've made, but you're never going to be able to. You want to show that you want to make up for a past mistake? Show it in your current actions and in your future outcomes. That's how you get there. But stay focused on the future. Right? It's crucial. It's important. We are goal-driven creatures. I've talked about it with Maslow's hierarchy. Be that self-actualizing person and achieve what you want in your life and don't let mistakes, missteps slow you down. Number five, routine self-maintenance. I cannot believe how often the most simple things get overlooked. And maybe it's because they're simple that they get disregarded because if it's simple, it can't possibly be right. But often the simple things are the most important. So if you wanna build up good mental resilience, Make sure that you're doing things like, you know, having a healthy diet, working out, stretching, whatever, sleeping, taking some time for you, focusing on your goals, focusing on your dreams, routine self-maintenance. It's the most basic fundamental things and they often get overlooked because we don't want to feel less. We don't want to feel weak. We don't want to feel inferior, but all of us need routine maintenance. We all have to eat. We all got to drink water. We've all got to sleep. We've all got to learn to take care of ourselves. The longer you ignore routine maintenance, the longer and harder it's going to be to get you back to full health when you fully get into burnout. And that's for any kind of resilience. So again, routine self-maintenance. What are you doing today? What have you done today to take care of yourself? I'll put it like that. What have you done today to take care of yourself? five minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. What are you doing today? And if you haven't done anything, let's say you're listening to this in the morning, make a goal for yourself to do something today for you. Put a reminder in your phone, I'm telling you right now. Uh, number six, be proactive and ready. So this is going back to, you know, you don't know what the future is gonna hold. You Maybe things are going great for you right now, but somewhere in the back of your mind, you know that the other shoe could drop at any moment. Life has tons of goods and bads, right? And the bads are there, I think, to remind us what we care about, right? The bads are there to remind us what we're interested in and why we care about the things we care about. And the good things are there to remind us that life isn't all bad. Life is not all good or all bad. It's all gonna come down to how you choose to respond to those circumstances. So be proactive and ready and just take care of yourself and don't wait for the universe to throw you a curveball or you know, clock you across the chin. Be proactive, be ready, don't be you know, uh, paranoid, but just be ready and realize that something bad's gonna happen and just you know, take that time to rest up. That way when it happens, you can better engage. Number seven, step up. 
And I, it's that simple. Step up. Embrace hardships. Embrace the difficult things in life. You don't want an easy life. I know people think they want easy, but easy is boring. Easy means there's no hardships, no struggles. And what's the point of living if everything's just handed to you? It's very dull. There's no excitement. And those stressful things in life, when they happen, it's going to cause you to find out who you really are. It's only in the toughest times that you really discover who you truly are in your core. So step up. Don't be afraid to fail. Embrace it. Learn from those experiences full force. And again, you don't have to do it by yourself, but step up. Embrace life for all that it can be, good and bad. And lastly, number eight, choose your battles. And I've said this before, I struggle with this one. And it really is always going to come down to what is your why? You know, good old number two. Choose your battles. Is this something that you really care about or are you only caring because other people say you should? Are you wasting energy on things that don't actually matter to you? Or on the other side, and this is just kind of a, a unfun part of life, is it a battle that you can't win? Like it's just, it's the way that it is. Uh, and you fighting and bashing your head into the wall isn't going to get you anywhere. I'm not saying ignore the negative things. Sometimes you got to step up and challenge them. But choose your battles. Don't waste your time and energy on things that don't actually matter. And that includes people. And I'm sorry to say that. But there are negative people in this life. Choose your battles. Don't waste your energy on people that are trying to tear you down. Those are not battles that you need to bother engaging in because there really is no point. And you don't have to prove anything to anybody except you. The only person you need to answer to at the end of the day is the person in the mirror. So choose your battles and don't waste your time and energy on things that don't actually matter. As I said at the beginning, mental resilience is all about perspective to me. And I want to end this, you know, I want to kind of end on that singular message. It's all about perspective. You cannot control what life throws at you. Sure, you can take steps to hopefully get your preferred outcome, but that isn't control as much as it is influence. But always remember that you can learn to control your reactions and make them your responses. I'm glad life isn't easy. Seriously, thinking back, I'm sure like all of you, you know, we've all had our hardships in life and probably more than once wondered how in the world we were going to survive, but here we are. We've survived and ultimately, no, no matter how bad things were, we feel some kind of pride at telling others what we've gone through and how it didn't break us. Or even if it did break us, how we survived it. I wouldn't be the person I am now if I hadn't gone through all the hurdles. And while I don't wish the uncomfortableness of my experiences on anyone, it's only because of those hard times that I was able to find myself and be the person that I am today. And you can say the same thing about yourself. So, you know, Bruce Lee had this old saying, you've probably heard it, don't pray for an easy life, pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. I think mental resilience is tied to that sentiment. And we don't always have the answers when life throws us a curveball. But think of everything you've been through and ask yourself if you would be the person you are today if not for those struggles. I don't know about you, but I certainly wouldn't be who I am. And I like me. I'm proud of me. And you should be proud of you too. So head up, right? Here we are going into a new week with all the potential joys and hardships that life can offer us. The only thing you need to ask yourself is how are you going to meet those struggles? And are you going to let them tear you down? Or are you going to use those instances to learn how to reinforce your home? Again, perspective, staying that future focused. If any of you are wondering, the class that I just finished today, the one that has terrorized me for the last two months, I, I completed the class with a 91%, right? Yeah, I'm bragging a little bit, but I'm proud of myself for not giving up. And I fought and 
emailing back and forth with my teacher and doing my own research and talking to people that you know are knowledgeable in this topic and here i am one step closer to my to my goal don't be afraid to doubt yourself right just don't let that doubt prevent you from achieving all that you want in life cultivate that mental resilience and that positive perspective and that problem solving perspective to overcome those hardships life is yours for the taking it ain't going to be easy but that's what makes it so much more satisfying when you finally win and every fall or fail makes you that much stronger it's all about how bad do you want it so go out there struggle sweat bleed swear cry fight just don't quit don't give up keep going keep that mental focus where it needs to be control your reactions control your responses be effortful be solution focused and that's it for me this week so you know as always thank you so much for listening and please remember to share this out so it hopefully helps someone else and as always i will check you out next time